No, I'm, I'm not the most important. Kayon's the he's, most important. He's the more, we're just, I said he's the most important guy in the industry, in the entire no, industry. No, Glad the wrestling no. expert. Yeah, the only thing that matters nowadays is everybody's waiting for us to record on Fridays and then hopefully get <laughs> Vlad's opinion about everything when the show drops no. on Saturdays. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about my opinion. Everybody cares. You're the only people you're the only guy people care about on this show. But listen, mm. this is episode thirty two of the Malapert Smark podcast. Thank you for being on the show with us. Vlad, the wrestling expert. I'll introduce you first. Thank you for coming on again. How you no doing? Problem. It's, I am well. This is uh, um, it's Friday, so I'm doing well. Cool, cool. And also we have Robert here, Rubber Toe, his handle up, over there up? on the social meteors. Thank you for being on again. You missed last <laughs> week. I know you had some stuff going on, but uh, happy to see you. We're Thank happy you. to Thank talk you. some wrestling. We're going to talk about uh, this week's wrestling, this past week. You guys ready or what? Yes, let's do this. Ready as All always. Right. Well, it is Friday. There was a SmackDown today. I don't know if you guys saw it or not or what. No. Guys, no. I did not. No. no. Not yet. Uh, yeah, I, I will, though. That's always a tough part about recording for us on Fridays because it's hard to find a day when there's no wrestling. I, I used to like thursday nights because that was kind of like a break in the wrestling week you know you have like just tna or impact mm. you know and uh yeah so we weren't really watching that so that was kind of a good day to like record a show while there isn't a show going on today but yeah i, I mean i watched some of smackdown but we'll if you guys didn't talk about it we'll hold off on that if you guys didn't watch it i mean we'll hold oh, off on that yeah. until next week um all right, so let's get the show started. We want to talk about some of the headlines in wrestling. Speaking of headlines, we don't have many headlines, but I guess we can mention that Impact is going back to TNA. I did just mention Impact Thursday nights and all that. So I don't know if that's big news. It's kind of big news to me. I mean, I'm a TNA fan from the original days. I really like those shows. I saw pretty much all of them. Not when they happened, but I went back and watched them all very impressed with TNA. I thought I think overall if you look at the history of TNA it's just like blows AEW out of the water especially from 02 until like 12 probably something like that. Even when it started to go downhill in 10 11 12 it was still kind of better than what we get in AEW today. But uh, yeah. so I'll just give a shout out. I'm kind of happy. Nice going to be nice to see that when it actually happens I think in January. So they'll get their logo back and everything, and all the fans are going to chant, chant uh, TNA, TNA, TNA. So, um, okay, so if you guys got nothing to say about that, I guess you guys aren't big TNA fans. I know Vlad watched some TNA with me from like – Yeah, no, I, I did. I did. I, I watched – but the problem is I watched the TNA that a lot of people don't consider like the best TNAs when Hogan came back. Well, not when Hogan came back. When Hogan came to TNA, Hogan and Bischoff – came to TNA in 2010. So I watched it for a few years, those weekly shows that were on, I believe, on Spike TV. Um, yeah, so I was a fan for a while. They had some, they had a good combination of, like, veterans and younger guys. Uh, so it was, for a while, they had a really great roster until it all blew up in their face and everybody left. But, you know, but for a while, there was a stretch, like two, three years, that TNA was a really, really good company, despite 
you know, whatever the critics say that that was a weak point in TNA history. I thought it was a cool time still. You know, some good shows. Yeah, me Aces too. And, Aces, and, Aces and H, I think, is a very underrated angle in the history of wrestling. I think we yeah. can talk about this. Aces Definitely. And H. Joker uh, staying and all that. Hogan yeah, well, you're more Sting fan of the Joker. Coming back yeah, together. Finally, they had, a, have, they had a conclusion yeah, of match. their story in TNA yeah, so, that happened in TNA. That was, was some interesting stuff, of course. And they had a very, like I said, a really good mix of young guys and veterans uh, at that time. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of the early days, too, the, when they first started out as yeah. only pay-per-views. They didn't have a weekly okay. show, so they went on pay-per-view every single week. So they literally had to, like, convince people to buy the next show before the show was over, which I thought was kind of cool because... Yeah. They kind of had to hot shot a bit because they're like, hey, these people have to pay, like, I, I don't know what it was, 10 or 20 bucks to get to the next show. Uh, and yeah I, think they, it, yeah, I think it was like 10 bucks, right? And they did like um, 100 and something shows like that. And then they got that deal on Fox Sports West or Fox Sports uh, Net. No. And their shows weren't really that strong on Fox Sports Net. They might have been like half an hour or an hour even, if I if I recall mm. correctly. And but they had crazy pay-per-views, man. AJ Styles, Abyss, crazy matches. Abyss had the craziest hardcore matches. Put everybody to shame today. But uh, all right, well, we we can hold off that conversation for another day. Hopefully, hopefully TNA will make a revival and become well, the. I think it's just impressive. I trust it's impressive that they're still like as a company that they still exist. They were so close to like bankruptcy you would think so many different times or at the very least going out of business but they're like a zombie company like nothing seems to kill them like they stay afloat somehow despite like change of management leadership ownership whatever they seem to just stay i don't know how i don't know how they i have no idea how they exist as a company well they've actually been pretty good they've been pretty solid like they keep their viewership they got I don't know, a hundred thousand yeah. loyal view- viewers, and they they oh, keep yeah. coming back because at least they give coherent storylines and wrestling angles that are gonna finish and not get cut off or not disappear yeah. for no reason. And but you, you can't know, really watch them anywhere. You can, I mean, you have to like right. You have to get that Impact channel to watch them. Or like you know, no, it's it's, you know, on, illegally. it's on cable access TV. Well, no. it's, it's all. It's a lot on, of people uh, don't have access. To I don't. Well, you I gotta have, have like I, you gotta I, have I more than the basic package. Today. Yeah, you gotta uh, have exactly. like some premium package or something exactly I don't so a lot of people to. a lot of people can't access it then well <laughs> no, no pun no pun intended man oh, robert God, to be a pun. you're the king of puns you're the king of puns there has to be pun intended hey but you know tna if you look back at some of the ratings from like 2008 2009 they were drawing like More two than mi- sometimes yeah. almost yeah. two million yeah over a million easily Way more than AEW is getting right now. Way more, way more, way more. I yeah. think the wrestling fan kind of respected TNA in a in a big way at the time. At that time, and they had, and they 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 got a lot of the WWE guys or former WCW guys, Big Papa Pump, Booker T, Kevin Nash, Sting. So yeah, you know they were in a small arena. They looked a little low rent, <laughs> but it was good stuff. It was it was good wrestling. So. At least yeah. there was an alternative to WWE for that period of time. But in any case, all right, let's move along. We do got some topics I want to get to from this past week. Let's just go over some angles. Uh, we're going to start on 
uh, SmackDown from October 20th, which was the furthest thing, the last thing that we didn't talk yeah. about. That was the day we recorded, I think. So on that day, if I could get some clips up here, some stuff I bookmarked. We were in the middle of an L.A. Night feud with Roman Reigns. And he had a scene here with Paul Heyman. Roman didn't show up that day, last Friday. Uh, he did tonight. I'll just spoil that for you guys since you guys haven't seen it yet. But they had Jimmy, that con- you spoil it for me. <laughs> yeah, contract signing night. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that was a big night. But So let's go backwards a week. I don't know if you guys remember anything about this promo with Heyman and uh, L.A. Knight. This was good stuff, though, I thought. L.A. Knight's yeah. been killing it on this view. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was funny that um, I think L.A. Knight at first told him to leave, but when Paul Heyman was leaving, like, oh, no, 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 don't go anywhere. <laughs> he said, I thought you told me to leave. He's like, I don't care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, LA yeah. LA Knight's looking pretty strong here. Hell yeah, Vlad, um, I I heard or, that, uh, I heard sorry, that uh, go ahead, Robert. I heard that um, LA Knight's uh, merch is actually outselling Roman Reigns right now. That's that's interesting. I didn't. I knew he was hot, but I didn't know he was outselling Roman Reigns. And pretty much all the big names right now, he's outselling them. So cool. Kudos to him. <clears throat> Vlad, any thoughts about this segment So, uh, with uh, Paul Heyman here? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think I said, what was the last week or two weeks ago when they first made it clear that this would be the rivalry, the feud. The LA Knight really did a good job uh, with his promo when he was first introduced with it, you know, and how he went out, went at, at Roman and went at the bloodline. I thought it's been smooth sailing since then. He did a good job here. Mm-hmm. You know, Heyman is just, he, I think Heyman is great to work with, you know, the psychology behind him, the, like the faces Heyman makes. And it's probably, you know, they worked out some, a way to make this like really pretty solid stuff. So overall, yeah, this was a, this was good. I, I don't remember specifically word for word everything he said, but I just remember being like, yeah, he's doing a good job, you know. Well, all right. So you guys are in for a treat for the next episode. It's good stuff. It's going to continue on. But uh, I think uh, we'll move on to the next angle I want to move on to from this episode of SmackDown from October 20th is uh, the John Cena promo, which I thought honestly was one of my favorite promos from John Cena ever. I thought it was a really great promo. Like he was talking about how he hasn't won in a while and he believes in himself and he's he's not going to – given to the numbers and he was pretty fired up and he was given some some good acting it was pretty emotional about it so and then the the scene itself was pretty cool the booking because he's like i want to win and the next guy who comes out here is going to be some stupid idiot because he's going to get his ass kicked and solo sokoa's music hits right at that second and i was like damn this is pretty well done because he's already in a feud with solo and solo walks out there like a like a g like not afraid. Yeah. He's like, all right, I guess we're gonna do this. So this is the match. Any, any guy, any guy that uh, cracks his neck before he comes out is <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely dangerous. He's dangerous. Ready to fight. So I'll say I was a, I was a fan of this scene. Uh, did I bookmark anything else? They had a little bit of a fight. I'll I'll go through what happened in this scene. So Jimmy comes out obviously, and they're gonna beat down him two on one, and. 
some mass a masked guy comes in to help Cena, mm-hmm. and it turns out to be Jay Uso. So Uso comes in and he's unmasked, and so right when he's unmasked, security erupts and grabs him. So the two on one beatdown in the ring on a celebrity is okay, but since Jay Uso doesn't work for SmackDown technically, he shouldn't be involved in this. <laughs> so um, okay, so. I'll just say I I think the Cena solo stuff has done been done pretty good. Um, any thoughts on that? I'll start with Vlad. Um, yeah, I mean I agree with you that Cena. Uh, Cena's always a good promo. I, I can't really say this specific promo is better than previous promos or whatever. He's always captivating on the mic to me. I know some people find him boring <laughs> at times because he's repetitive, and he is repetitive, especially like the goody bit. Um, Two shoes, uh, Cena. But at the very, at the same time, he's like obviously well spoken. He can cut a really good promo. So this was, yeah, this was good. And um, I thought this know, was extra to... special from a Cena promo, though, especially considering he's at a different time in his career yeah. where he's not really at the top. He's not like Super no. Cena. So he got kind of a new character, but he's trying to show a lot of determination, you know, and. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I, to me, I did see a lot of John Cena promos in my life. A lot. I sat sure, through basically sure. most of them. And <laughs> most of them are, were not this. So I like No, this. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, this was fine. I think what I find kind of silly is every time we get closer to Survivor Series, um, and it's obviously it's going to be Raw versus, I know, you know, it's going to be Raw versus SmackDown type thing, elimination type match, whatever they're going to come up with. They start coming up with like, oh, this guy can't be here. He's a, a, a raw guy, or this guy shouldn't be here. He's a SmackDown guy, but it never matters before Survivor Series. Everybody comes in and out all the time. Nobody calls security on these people. There's people getting mauled in the ring for 35 minutes when the Bloodline were doing it. Nobody, there's no security, so it's kind of you know just I just found it a little silly that just because he came in and attacked his brother that he was going to be the big recalling security. That's all I have to say on that. Well, before I get Robert's thoughts on this, I guess I'll go through the end of what happened was since uh, Jay came in and security came in and that gave Cena a chance to give Solo an attitude adjustment. And I think that was it for the night. They powdered out, the bad guys had to leave, and uh, Cena had the bragging rights, at least for the moment, until whatever happens next. So, Robert... You got any thoughts about Cena and Solo Sokoa coming up at the Crown Jewel? Um, let me talk about the promo first. Um, okay. So yes. my thoughts on the promo, and I don't know if maybe I was the only one that thought this, but um, when he started off saying, like, you know, I haven't won in a very long time. At some point, I got to start facing reality, stuff like that. I thought he was trying to lead people on into thinking that he was about to say he's going to retire. And I right. I took that as a as a playful jab towards Sting's retirement speech from two nights oh. uh, two nights prior. I thought oh, yeah. I thought he, you know, I, I thought it was like a clever little reference to that. But then then he turned it around and said, "No, I'm going to beat the crap out of whoever comes out next." And so, so it ended up not being a retirement speech, but it, to me, it, I felt like he was trying to lead people on into thinking he was going to make a similar speech to Sting's at first, but then he flipped it. So that that's my thought on the promo, I, and it was good. I don't, um, maybe one of the better ones in recent memory, 
but I don't know, but like out of, out of like all his promos, it, it was this was this is one of his best, but it was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the feud with Solo Sokoa, and he's and good good for Solo. He's he's been uh, he's been on a roll, um, having a lot of feuds with like top names. He doesn't beat all of them, but at least he's he's feuding with them, so he's on a pretty good trajectory. He's holding his own too. He looks like he belongs. Yeah. True. What, a, Vlad? Before I move on, do you want to say anything about Solo versus Cena? Who's going to win that? That's a good question. I mean, you would. I don't know. I mean, Cena uh, needs his Cena, win. I was about to say after Cena's words, where he's like saying that he really needs a win, you would think he would win because. But then again, he's go, he's leaving shortly, right? Like he's not going to be here long term. He's leaving probably in like the next couple. Of, maybe the, the the Saudi Arabia show could be his last show for a while, right? So. Wouldn't you then put Solo over? I don't know. I think that's a good question. I mean, for me, I would put Solo over, but I think they might give it to Cena here. Yeah, I think a loss won't kill Solo that bad, I think, especially if there's interference and Jimmy's flying around, stuff going on everywhere. They can give Cena a nice win in front of the hometown Saudi Arabia crowd. But, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Why are okay. Saudi Arabians are his <laughs> I'm sure they love Cena over there. You know? Oh, I see. Oh, all right. Well, I, didn't, I don't know. I guess. Probably a lot of Saudi Arabian little Jimmys, little Jamals or whatever. But uh, Jamal. <laughs> is, that, is that racist? Hopefully not. Anyways. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Let's move along. So uh, that's some WWE talk. We might come back to some WWE, but I want to go back to uh, AEW. Well, not back to. We haven't talked about AEW yet today, but uh, we're always going back to AEW because AEW is number one in our hearts as of right now. Number one in our hearts. Well, you know, on our show here, they give us the most material to talk about, I think. Just they because, do. Uh, you're, you're, they you're do. right. You're, you're right. How, Wild good and chaotic or bad. the show is. Good or bad. So, good or bad. Yes. But I'm going to jump to the top story in AEW, I would say, is the MJF storyline, which dominated the week at Dynamite, especially. But he's got a lot going on, and he's really the show is really centered around him, which is really good because he's a champion. So let's go through yeah. some of it. So I'm going to jump to uh, first Collision, at least one little clip I'll show from Collision from October 21st from Saturday. So this was one day after that really cool Rocky Romero Mystico match on Rampage. So the next match the next night was the Saturday hell? night and okay, uh, Bullet Club worry. Gold had just beat uh, a job team at the Outrunners and uh, they were gloating and Jay White still has MJF's world title belt or his world title belt depending on how you look at it. But uh, mm. the uh, the lights go out here and a video comes up. The lights had already gone out earlier in the night for Malachi Black, but a guy in the MJF mask comes on. So we've been talking about this on this show, about the mystery of who this could possibly be. So here's a little, not really a clue. There was really nothing. They just, he just kind of showed and showed up and looked spooky. And I think Bullet Club Gold thought they might get jumped. They were looking around and nothing happened. So that was that. So they just left. So that was from Saturday. So I'll jump to uh, Wednesday night 
dynamite after that where a lot of stuff happened. So I'm going to go through the first 30 minutes of the show here. We're not going to do the whole episode. We're not doing like a whole dynamite review today or, or anything. But the whole first 30 minutes of the show had to do with MJF. So he came out first. He had a, a promo with uh, Renee. So she's interviewing him before his dynamite diamond ring defense against uh, Juice Robinson. So that's going to be the opening match. So right before he goes out, he's going to get interviewed here. And uh, he's calling Adam Cole, right? And then Roderick Strong shows up in a wheelchair. Why is he in a wheelchair, Vlad? I, I, I get the neck brace, but he had a match with – maybe the match with Samoa Joe that he had was really – it's setting him over the yeah because yeah, he was already injured he was <laughs> playing injured <laughs> so, I, you're like why is he in a wheelchair like i give a shit <laughs> 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 what why isn't he in a wheelchair is the better question it's just be, stay in that wheelchair okay i'm just kidding go ahead Ken. go ahead so mjf uh doesn't want his help they offer his help and he yeah. wheels him away and they run off kind of comedically after that, yeah. so he pushed him, pushed him in his wheelchair, and Taven and Bennett run after him, and they're out of the scene. So MJF can continue cutting a, a really intense promo on Juice Robinson. Good promo, good work, really Very good. good. Um, oh, was, what is this? Is this another scene yeah. from this this dude, whoever this dude is? That so he, he cut yeah. off MJF's promo right here, right? Okay. So the, we'll jump to the match, first match of the night. So hot hot opening. I thought it would be the main event, but okay. So it's Juice Robinson against MJF. MJF comes out hot, which, you know, after everything they put him through, it makes sense. So I thought this was good stuff. Throws Juice Robinson over a table. Very uh, intense matchup. Uh, juice got color. Juice got juice. Juice got juice. <laughs> lots, of, uh, oh, lots of interference from the gun club. Choking MJF out with his own scarf. I thought that was a really nice touch. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, so Jay White comes in to the ramp. He didn't come with them initially to start the match, but he joins up with commentary, which was really funny because when MJF did his dive out to the guns, Jay White's on commentary saying, they got nothing to do with this. Leave them alone. <laughs> 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 so, uh, you know, Vlad, me and my brother have been kind of we, we've turned into fans of Jay White. We used to be MJF fans, but we're really digging this heel Jay White stable. I don't know. You're not really digging it as much as we are, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a Jay White all. fan basically recently. <laughs> well, there's no one else. A Christian too, but there's really not many people giving us reasons to root for them. But if I could move on to – I think this is the finish here. Both, it was a dynamite or diamond ring – contest basically they were both trying to nail each other with the rings they had and juice missed and mjf nailed them and got the victory the three count so had to deal with a lot but he did defend the dynamite diamond ring here and i was kind of surprised by this because if he was leaving in 2024 you'd think this would be the chance to for him to drop the ring um unless they could just vacate the ring if he leaves, I, you know, but that's also a possibility. But there you go. He's the victor. Um, but there was more to this match. There was more that happened after the match. There's an afterbirth, as they call it. So let me go through that before I get some comments from you guys because this is going to be wild. Get a load of this. 
<laughs> so oh, MJF is getting beaten down in the middle of the ring by the gun club, and they wheel down Roddy. I don't know why he had to come, but the kingdom wheel down Roddy, and they actually go try to help him, but they can't really. They get sent out of the ring themselves, and could they, the beatdown on MJF continues, and they're going to nail him with the title belt, and the acclaimed's music is who hits the music that hits so they come in and they clear the ring and they ask they uh try to to well okay first before i get to what happens with the claimed and mjf jay white cut a promo you know trying to get an mjf's head the gun club they cut a promo they want a ring of honor title match at the pay-per-view with all that mjf has going on and mjf like a super baby face like the greatest greatest baby face of all time basically accepts even if adam cole's not going to be there i guess it'll be a handicap match okay and also they're looking for a partner for mjf to face the bullet club to get his world title belt back and roderick strong and the acclaimed are arguing over who that should be and mjf says he would never team with roddy and roddy is all you know butthurt by that also he says the same thing to max caster he would never team with him which really turned into a hilarious moment because he said we would never ever team with you and max caster said so you're saying there's a chance (laughs) 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 which got a huge pop from the crowd (laughs) but uh in the end he will not scissor with them and he leaves the ring uh, again still friendless so and then oh after all that Kenny Omega's music hits after uh, MJF told him 13 days, bitch, last Wednesday until he overtakes him for longest reigning AEW world champion. And here comes Kenny Omega, and he says, yeah, I have no right to ask you for a title shot, but I'm going to do it anyways because I have a right to defend my streak. And Super MJF accepts his challenge too, anybody's challenge. But whatever, he'll do it. So this Saturday, tomorrow on Collision, it's going to be MJF and Kenny Omega. Can you believe that? Can you Hell believe yeah. that? <laughs> Psycho stuff. So, oh, and the scene ended with MJF saying, or Kenny Omega saying three days bitch to MJF just like he did. So that's actually tomorrow, so that's one day bitch. And then after that... Wardlow is all is really like been in his home stewing about MJF being world champion and he wants to take him out too, which is to me pretty hilarious that somehow he turned into a heel, even though he didn't do anything. <laughs> but now MJF is the baby face and somehow Wardlow's the heel. Whew. So boom, there you go. I went through all of it. Guys, goddamn. That was you did great, man. Well actually, nope, you know, I'm uh I'm lying. There's one more scene I have to get to. It's uh, this one. The one last scene in uh, Dynamite that had MJF came later on in the night, and that was when he was getting interviewed by Renee, and Samoa Joe (laughs) finds them and offers up his services to be MJF's friend because he says, you've got a serious lack of friends at the moment. You need some friends. And he offers to do it, help him out, he just wants a title shot at the end. So everybody wants a title shot. So this is uh, it's kind of a good deal, decent deal, I guess. He might as well take the deal, Vlad. 
But anyway, so that's everything that happened with MJF on the night. Let's just go to Vlad. Vlad, you go. What do you think of all this? <laughs> oh, jeez. Where do I begin? I don't even know where to begin or where to end. Or where to end. Uh, okay, I mean... MJF. This is all centered around MJF, obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, that the part, that, part is, that part is good, but some of it is not really... It's all... It's too... I mean, some of it is just downright silly, and some of it is tongue-in-cheek silly. And some of it you can't really take serious. Uh, but I think there's two things going on here. Um, there's, well, at the very least, there's one thing going on, maybe not two. There's a possibility that he is leaving in 2024, so they're putting, like, getting any, everything they possibly could out of him before he goes. Or they, they, there's a possibility that he stays, but they don't know. It could go 50-50. And just in case they're putting him in everything you know that they possibly could you know either they know he's going like he's told them that you know i'm going to wwe you know which i think he should but or he's said that or they don't know but either way they're kind of like just throwing everything they could before he does go like oh he'll fight kenny omega or he'll fight jay white he'll fight smojo again he'll fight or again he'll fight everybody that he's got to fight you know every feud before he goes, you know, so they're throwing everything out there. ROH tag I'm, titles. Yeah, all that. ROH tag that. titles. Well, the ROH tag titles is just insanely stupid. I mean, he's not, he doesn't even have his partner, so it's just idiotic at this point. Like, he said, oh, I'll accept what? Unless, like, he's going to, I mean, if Joe's going to be his partner, that's okay. I mean, obviously, that's different. That's like, if Joe's going to be legit his partner for that match, okay. But, you know. But anyways, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of it all. I think a lot of it is silly. I think obviously there's a big, um, there's emphasis on this Kenny Omega match because I think, honestly, I'm more interested in the, in the Omega match than they am the Jay White stuff. I don't know what the hell you're talking about with Jay White stuff. I mean, you're you're a big guy. What? He just rants and raves and nobody understands a single word he's saying. I mean, uh, they're asshole okay. heels. They're hilarious, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I think I think the, the 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 guys are hilarious. But we're talking about Jay White specifically. You like? I mean, I, that's what I'm trying to understand. Like, yeah, Juice. Yeah, I don't mind him. Yeah, I, I like yeah. Juice the best. But Jay White's fine. He's, he's got a funny voice. He's in shape. He no. looks ripped. He's got a uh, yeah, cool no, move he's a, set. He, he, yeah, he's, he's he's fine. As like I said, he's a good worker. He's very good. But I don't, you know, I'm not really like enthralled with something like that. Like you were like, you, you're a big fan. Like you're saying, oh, me and my brother are like huge fans now. I go, for what? He hasn't, I don't think he deserves that. He's taking over the MJF spot on the show. At least someone's trying to be a dickhole on the show. Someone's got to be the, the bad guy that we root for. Yeah. We root, we yeah. were the ones who are rooting for the NWO. We, we want the cool heels. Yeah, These, this is the coolest yeah, heels on I the show, I guess. I, I don't think Jay White is a cool heel. I have to be honest with you. I think Christian, you could say maybe is a semi cool heel, but I don't I don't think Jay White is a cool heel. I don't put him in that category. I think he's a heel. A cool one is debatable. I guess who, what we what everybody it's subjective. I guess what people find cool, but um, yeah. I mean, I think bottom line is they're throwing everything they could at this, and I think it's because they don't know if he's staying or going and. They're just playing it safe in case he decides to go. And I think MJF is being a team player. Like He's going to do whatever he has to do until the time for, comes for him to make a decision on front. Uh, Robert, you go You go next. I'll, I'll go after you. All right, cool. Um, well, there's a lot to unpack because you showed a lot there. <laughs> um, yeah, do so your yeah. best. Okay, I'll start from 
what I think was the beginning, the, the opening promo from um, MJF was pretty cool. He was he was really uh, pumped up for for the match. He was very he's he was ready to whoop Juice very clearly. Um, the the match with Juice was pretty cool too. I, I think it was a little shorter than I expected it to be, but it was still good and. Um, uh, I and then you know the, with um, the kingdom coming out and, and uh, the claim coming out afterwards, um, all, all that commotion that happened. I, I thought some of the highlights were like when when um, Max Caster you know tried asked them to scissor, <laughs> and uh, MJF just closed the scissor. I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was like, yes, finally somebody closed the scissor instead of just doing the scissor. Thank goodness. Um and um Roderick Strong yelling out MJF's name when you know holding the microphone and MJF right right in front of him like and then uh what was oh, MJF's yeah. reaction? He was like I'm standing I'm right, right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um and then for the Kenny Omega thing, I oh KK and I know uh, we already talked about this um earlier before this uh episode. I, I'm I'm excited for this match. Um, heck yeah! Uh, I know uh, I I did mention to you, um, uh, you know, off air outside of this episode that, like, as far as um, like fi- financial sense, like b- business wise, it, it doesn't make sense that they're putting this on Collision. It, it feels more like a pay per view match, right? Yeah. So absolutely. But you know that so it doesn't make sense like in a, in a business perspective that they're they're putting it on collision. But I'm I'm excited nonetheless. Like this is this is giving me a reason to watch Collision this Saturday. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Wait, what else happened? Um, you got a, uh, you got a what? I was gonna say uh, you guys got a a prediction for that MJF match because I don't think it'll have a conclusive ending with all the feuds going on with these people well, i'd be surprised if somebody goes over clean well okay either there's no conclusive ending or mjf wins but i, I don't see kenny omega winning that, yeah that would throw quite a yeah. wrench into everything exactly yeah. so that that's the one thing i could say for certain is kenny omega will not win but whether or not yeah. there's a conclusive finish or not um, i think that yeah, would be cool we'll though i think that would be how about kenny omega the masked man Oh, oh, and then, he, and then he takes the world title, and it becomes a three-way match at the pay-per-view. Oh, you're, you're, you're making oh. you're making me uh, rethink my Adam Copeland prediction. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's Kenny Omega. I think it's a he's a he's a name on the list. He could be a possibility, but I yeah, don't think so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm... Yeah. Well, okay. Well, well, one name I think we we should rule out it would be Adam Cole just because it doesn't huh? make sense because his, 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 um, his leg injury was legitimized at around that same time. So they can't say that they faked the injury. It, it's been reported that that was legit. So Adam Cole can't be a suspect. I think you can cross his name off. You, it could possibly be um, Roderick Strong maybe, or Christian or my original prediction, Adam Copeland, but, it's, it's it can't be it wouldn't make sense if it turned out to be adam cole that, that's all i'm gonna say about that um it would be crazy if it was roderick strong too though because dude he's such a goof he has <laughs> I, I knew a guy who talked just like roddy every time i hear him talk he's got like that like 
uh, surfer accent or something. Like, you know, like grew up on the beach surfing every day. But does, uh, he, yell, does he yell people's names out? <laughs> no. <laughs> but if I were to give uh, some thoughts about this whole uh, ep- uh, MJF stuff from this episode, because uh, I was impressed at how he's kind of connected to so many things. I mean, it didn't really connect through the whole episode, but, you know, for the most part, it's it's the main thread. He's the main storyline. He's the champion. Uh, so I yeah. really liked it. I was, I'm impressed with it. I think this is an impressive run, this uh, part of his career. Well, I, uh, well, I disagree. I, I don't think it's impressive. I think a lot of it is just dumb. You know, he's, he's, it's the stuff with the claimed and Roddy is just dumb. It's already been, we've already said that it's dumb. Well, yeah, the claimed, okay. The claimed, I, as, I mean, I think there's. But what about that babyface promo that he did before the match? The babyface promo? That's one of the best babyface promos. And the way he was riling up the crowd while he was throwing juice into the crowd and stuff. You know, he's doing best babyface work out of anyone that I've seen in the business, MGF, really. MGF is the best wrestler maybe in the world. I mean, I, I think you can make a case. He's fantastic as, a, as in ring, on the mic, everything, right? He's a total package wrestler. But. Uh, but as far as the stuff that he's doing, the gimmick, the, or all the gimmicks that he's involved with, all these different people that he's dealing with, um, like I said, it's just not good. It's it's uh, this is not the best stuff that he's been doing definitely since. But he he's putting in, he's also putting in a lot of work in the ring. Like he's going to be defending ROH titles. He defended yes, the Diamond Ring true. here. He's defending the title on Saturday to Kenny Omega. Like, dude, this is a crazy period. Like if you look at it as a mark. You know, yeah. like, yeah, as a smart, this is the writing or whatever the booking is a little, what the hell's going on? But as a mark, yeah. and you're looking at it like, damn, MJF is really impressive here. This is a crazy run. This is a crazy well, run for him. <laughs> I agree that he's doing, but, like, a lot of it is just, like you said, a lot of it also doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, Robert said, like, why would you put Omega and MJF on collision? Why not save that for a pay-per-view? I mean... Why put him in like all the silly stuff? I mean, there's just too much to cr- criticize for me to say like to be really positive about the whole thing. I mean, obviously I like MJF. Everybody knows that. Everybody, anybody that has any wrestling sense likes MJF. But still, there's a lot of stuff here that you can just like point your finger at and just say like, dude, what the hell are we doing, man? You know. So uh, I'm I am excited for the match. I do think it's gonna be a good match. Obviously, we. We don't expect to make a twin because that would just be asinine at this point. But I think it will be. I I'm more excited for this match than I am the stuff with Jay White. After that, I will admit. All right, all right. Well, we got to move on. We got a few other things yeah. to talk about. This was the Let's main storyline, so we gave it some good time. But uh, the next uh, headline I want to head to is the Swerve Strickland stuff, which I know Vlad's a big fan of. But, oh. So this came after uh, oh. the elite want a six-man trios or what Ring of Honor six-man tag team title defense against the Hardys and Brother Zay. So mm-hmm. out, right Brother afterwards, uh, the video comes up on the screen that somebody is in Hangman Page's house, and it's it's Swerve Strickland and whose house. Well, right now it's Swerve's house because he's in there, and Prince Nana is always, eating his grapes off the table, and his yeah. children's drawings on the fridge, and his children's uh, uh, children's books on the coffee table, and he even goes over to his child's playpen or whatever his what do you call that the 
the bed where they sleep in the crib the crib crib. baby crib so he's literally hovering over hangman page's kids baby crib uh talking shit and he what does he do he throws a t-shirt at him or something he doesn't do any violence on the kid but he did break into his house uh so uh let's get some thoughts on this segment vlad i could see you shaking your head what do you what do you think about this (laughs) i i this is the second time. <laughs> You're, I can't, I'm trying to keep a straight face, but Kay Hunt and Robert are already laughing, so it's hard for me to keep a straight face. Uh, this is the second time this guy has broken into somebody's house and either left them, uh, well, he beat up uh, McQueen, right? That's what he did. They left him bloody. Down yeah, assaulted him. House, did that. Assaulted him and left him like a bloody mess. Now he breaks into somebody else. This guy constantly breaking into house. It's it's a, come on. It's a dumb thing, you know. It's a, you. There's no realism involved when you just just break into somebody or break into somebody's house. And where is everybody? Like, there's no one in the house. Like, he's just who's the, the baby the was baby? there. Well, the wife, I guess, is asleep. Maybe at seven she in the afternoon. Hear, <laughs> she didn't hear that. There's this. This, uh, there's two guys eating all the food and talking all loud, and, and there's a cameraman filming all this. Well, at the end, <laughs> at the end, Prince Nana's like, "We got to get out of here. Like, it's getting hot or something. Like, maybe they called the cops because they're on TV." And yeah, it's getting hot. <laughs> all right. The question to me was: Was it hot. live? Was it live or was it pre-recorded? Because if it's live, no. well, obviously the thing was pre-recorded. But oh, it was I mean, pre-recorded. It was supposed to be live. Well, it was supposed sure, to be, I'm sure it was pre-recorded. It was supposed to be live, but it obviously was pre-recorded. Okay, I mean, so you, on the show, yeah. it's supposed to yeah. be live. So that means that's an Correct. AW Correct. cameraman who broke yeah. into the house with them. So Because he's in exactly. on it. He's like, we're going to go break into his house. So the AW cameraman didn't tell Hangman Page that this guy is telling me, hey, we're, we're going to go try to break into your house. <laughs> we're going to break into your house where your wife and kids are and, and you're sleeping or whatever. And – you know, the, the production team, like Tony Khan and everybody, is getting word that there's a feed coming in, a video feed coming in from the cameraman yeah. who is saying, hey, yeah. we're at Hangman Page's house. We're, we're ready to send a feed in. So none of the production crew decided to tell Hangman Page that someone's in his house. Um, so, yeah, lots of logical whole plot holes here. Sorry, I, mean, I, I didn't. Terrible. I didn't get Robert's. We didn't. Robert hasn't spoken yeah. yet on this. <laughs> Please, Robert, speak. Yes. Speak on this. Um, did, did you like this? Is this good? I don't know if I'd say I liked it, and I, I didn't hate it though. But I just, I just thought it's hilarious that you know, and it was pretty we're, funny. We're, we're 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 still we're still recording a crime happen, <laughs> like uh, uh, breaking and entering. Well, let's just record it. Why not? <laughs> um, but, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. Didn't necessarily like it either. <laughs> Maybe there's like some sort of contract between these wrestlers that once they get onto a promotion together, it's just all out violence between them. So anything can happen. Expect expect anything. Once you're in a wrestling promotion with somebody, the the next dude next to you could just you know whack you outside in the parking lot. It's just it's just how it is. You're just in wrestling now. Yeah. But don't, uh, don't try to rationalize stupid stuff. What, just call it for what it is. It's goddamn stupid, and let's move on. Why do we got to rationalize and analyze stuff that's just dumb, that makes no sense wrestling-wise or anything? It's just, call it for what it is, and let's let's just call well, they, it that, and let's they probably, move on with it. They probably thought this made uh, 
Swerve Strickland looked really cool. Like, this gave him a lot of heat. Like, damn, this is a really nasty thing to do. Imagine he's over his child's, his, his opponent's baby and, you know, literally in his house. Like, it's, it's crazy if you really think about it. It's, it's wild. But. Yeah, I, I mean, it is wild when you – but if it was – but, you know, I don't know. If it wasn't I mean, so unrealistic. You're saying it's completely yeah. unrealistic. Yeah, it's too unrealistic. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, they could make it realistic if they just like made a police report after this. Like they should show it. They should shoot a scene for next week with Hangman Page going to the police station and filing a report saying, "Hey, this guy stole my went into my house. We have footage of it here. It's on AEW Dynamite." <laughs> if they want to show Prince Nana in jail, I will. <laughs> I will find. I might take some of a little bit of, of it back, but. See if, still, comes, see if he still dances in jail. <laughs> exactly. If he's still in a good mood when he's uh, in the county jail. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next angle. Uh, we're we're going to try to hit the 90 minutes. If we don't uh, – uh, once we hit 90 minutes, if we don't get to some of our stories, it's okay because they get progressively less and less important. <laughs> Interesting. As you'll see. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all right. So I'm trying to hit the, the good ones or, or the important ones at first, the headlines at sure. least. So the next one I got is uh, the gift that Tony Khan was going to present to Sting, which turned into a one of a segment on our YouTube channel. Flat. I don't know if you saw it, but <laughs> it was just 10 it seconds. Did? It was just oh, you yeah. sighing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, when, you sighing? Well, I, yeah. I, I didn't like, I didn't like yeah, the beginning. Yeah, I was like, hey, Vlad. Uh, Tony Khan is going to present it. Sting with a gift next week. And you went, oh. and that was it. That was the whole segment. <laughs> yeah, probably because it was Tony, because you mentioned Tony Khan. And I, I always sigh. That's my immediate plus, reaction when I hear that name. The idea of just, he's going to present him with a gift. Like, ugh, how lame is this? But anyway, so the gift turned out to be Ric Flair. So uh, he's now uh, Sting owns rick flair he could take him home with him put him up you know in a in a case or something like that so no but i'm i'm joking around but really the gift is i guess literally that tony khan looked past the fact of rick flair's controversies and said all right despite all that i'm gonna let him on the show because this would mean a lot to sting so uh the whole helicopter thing or doing the helicopter <laughs> on the uh, airplane uh, with, the WW, with the other WWE wrestlers to the stewardess, you know, and all that. So let's put that to the side. And we got the legendary Ric Flair in an AEW ring. So Ric Flair is all elite. But anyways, what happened in this scene? Uh, let's go through some of it before we get some comments about this. Ric Flair cut a relatively tame promo, I thought. Nothing wild like he usually is. Um he did a little slap, so these guys are like, you know, chest slap on Sting, having a nice time, hooting and hollering, you know. It's very funny. It's very nice. This is how it is when you get older, you know, the older wrestlers. But then Christian's music hits, and this is when things get serious. So Christian comes out and cuts some good shit on Ric Flair. I don't know if you remember anything he said. I don't have anything written down, but he did say that. No, something about him being dead, right? That he should be dead or something. He said if if there is a god, Ric Flair should have been dead twenty years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. That's well. Uh, He's he's. I mean, not that he should be dead, but well, yeah, he should be dead given up his lifestyle. So, 
Christian comes in, gets some heat. Actually, got a lot of heat. Got a "fuck you, Christian" chant going. You think that is like a, a wrestler's number one dream in the world to get a chant yeah. like that going against him? But uh, Christian, at, in the end, challenges him to like a three-on-three three match or something. I think Rick, not Rick Flair, but they got to go find a partner. Sting and Darby Correct. have to find a partner, and he also said that oh. he wants he wants to retire Sting before Revolution put him out right. and injure him. Put him out of his misery. Right. Yeah, Pretty exactly. So, which so then uh, Sting retorts with uh, he's allergic to assholes, and he accepts their challenge, and that's that. Scene, cut scene. Yeah. So there you go, flat. Uh, let's start with you. You want any thoughts on Ric Flair getting a chance to at least have one appearance, or do you think this is going to be a continual thing? Is he going to be on the show a little more? What's your feeling on this whole thing? I well, um, he'll be on the show a bit. I think he'll be on the show, especially when it's the the match happens, like the last match, like it gets closer to that. I think he'll be there. I think that's what Flair said. As long as he doesn't have any controversies between now and then, but um, I think it's it's cool. I, I'm you know, it's Ric Flair. He's considered by many people. Like I was telling, I think I was telling Kehan in the text that yeah, I mean, despite Kehan saying that this was like whatever, like a lame segment or by flair or whatever. I forgot what you said, but Rick Flair is considered by many like the greatest of all time. And um, I think it's cool to have him there and the relationship with Sting, the fact that they they had the first the main event on Nitro and the last match on Nitro in the history, that the fact that they are, have such a correlation together, like you can't, you know, you can't say one without the other because they've had so many matches and so many like moments together. Um, so yeah, I think it's cool. And like I said, Flair's Flair's a legend. Flair's one of the greats of all time. So it was it was nice seeing him. It was nice seeing him. Obviously he's I, I don't think he should wrestle given what we saw in that independent promotion. Uh, he's how he's about pretty, going through a table? Can he go through a table? Oh no. No. I don't think he he looks just, pretty he just gotta lay there. Dude May Young went through a table. He can go through a table. I think it would be a huge pop. I think it would be worth the risk. That's just me. Maybe but anyways, Young, that's true. That's true. May Young did go through a table, but uh, I mean, look, if you, I just, uh, but I, I think Flair is. In a, I mean, Flair almost died, <laughs> like literally, like not that long ago. He had like an issue where he was in like ICU for like like a month. So and people were like thinking this could be it for him. So I don't think he really should go through a table, but. Um, it's Flair, so you never know. He probably will want to do something physical. Probably, I think I could see Flair taking a bump, or but I hope it's not like a crazy bump. But yeah, it's cool to see him. I, I don't know what else to say. He's a, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I don't think that that can really be argued. So, I don't yeah. know. I didn't. I didn't really feel the excitement about it when he came out. I was like, eh, you know, I'm a big as I'm as big a Ric Flair fan as anybody. But the way it was done, too, okay, it was nice, but nothing earth shattering or groundbreaking. It's just Ric Flair. Be, it was supposed to be a touching moment for Sting. Who, sure. Like said, okay. Was... Yeah, they had, they talked about that whole uh, Clash of the Champions match they had and right. how it made Sting and put him made put Sting him on the match. map. I think Ric Flair cool. needs to get out there and have a match. The mat the last match should be Sting and Ric Flair. That'd be that'd be nice and poetic, right? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, like I said, I don't think anybody wants to see Flair wrestle a full match, mm -hmm. especially. <laughs> Especially against Sting, for God's sake, Lord Almighty! No, that should okay. not happen. We got to go to Robert, man. We got to go to Robert. Yeah. 
Robert, Robert, give us your thoughts so, on Ric Flair appearing on AEW. All right. So, firstly, I'm kind of tired. I, look, I'm, I, I have a lot of respect for Ric Flair, don't get me wrong, but I'm kind of personally tired of seeing him um, on wrestling television, like being brought back for whatever, you know, you know for a couple of appearances here and there. Like, I, I just, I'm kind of over it already. However, um given you know his history with sting and it, this is really gonna be his like retirement run sting's retirement run it makes sense uh so i i guess i'm okay with it <laughs> just because you know it's it's for stings um farewell farewell run so um i i don't hate it as much as i probably thought i would <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say um but yeah i I, I don't know like how much uh, how involved Ric Flair will be um, in you know Sting's you know, farewell run, but I do not want to see him take any bumps personally. But this I, I don't I don't think it's worth the risk. Um, yeah, like I mean, Christian made the joke that oh he's um, Ric Flair is one super kick away from his pacemaker being like kicked out or something yeah. like, that. like yeah. I, okay yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was. I, I don't know how you know, I don't know if he does he really have a pacemaker I'm not sure but um I I don't know you know the extent of his health issues but I just personally don't think it's worth it for him yeah. to take any bumps that that's just me so I, I hope he doesn't take any personally I think yeah. for that revolution match whatever it is I think they should go all out balls to the walls everyone should be there Hogan should be there if they could get Lex Luger to do something staying Diamond Dallas Page everybody and uh just rick flair going through a table like i said earlier uh that would to me that would be freaking great yeah they gotta go they gotta make this like a special thing man they gotta make it like sting wins the world heavyweight title and goes out on top on the last day that's how i would book it personally but anyways you would book sting to win the title like yes what kind of non Okay, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Dude, Sting Sorry. is still the baddest ass guy in AEW. He would beat anybody's ass for real, man. Come on. Yeah. Anyways, We're let's move along. We're going to agree on that one. Okay. <laughs> I got some more stories to get to, guys. Let's, okay. let's move along. That was, that was the Ric Flair segment for the day. Still, yeah, so Trip seeing Ric Flair, surprising and all that. But, Okay, I don't know. I think the magic is dead. How many? Yeah, like Robert said, dude, he had a retirement in 2005. He had an, another yeah. retirement in freaking uh, TNA. He had another retirement in a few months ago on that whatever <laughs> one-off match that went to hell. And then again, now he's back here. Like, come on, dude, just stay home. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, the the next story I'm gonna bring up is from Raw Monday Night Raw, which really rarely gets any run here on our show. But the Judgment Day continue feuding with Cody Rhodes, and Cody was vowing that he will never stop trying to win those tag team titles, and they responded by breaking his leg. So they <laughs> fucked him up, and they came out. Here's security coming out, and Adam Pierce is there, and they're like, no, don't do that. What are you doing, man? This is our biggest star. So they try to take him out, and he's going to go back to the trainer's room after this, <clears throat> selling that leg right there real bad. So let's see what happens to him? Oh, at the end of the night, when Jay Uso is getting his ass beat by Judgment Day, Cody comes out with his broken leg. So I guess this is going to be another thing he's going to sell for his match against uh, Damian Priest. Did, did, they, did they say that it was broken? No, right? Or did they? No, say I guess we don't know. It doesn't look broken, but 
I don't know what it, what yeah. bandage job they did right there. But anyways, this uh, this show ended with him running off the Judgment Day, and mm-hmm. there you go. So there's the Cody Rhodes update because he's a he's a big uh, star on the show, probably the biggest star who's should be in the title yeah. scene all the time. So we're always kind of keeping an eye on what in the world is distracting Cody Rhodes now so that he can't be fighting for the title. And at this point, it's Judgment Day. So any thoughts about this week's action, Vlad, and the lead-up to him and Damian Priest at um, Crown Jewels coming up next Saturday? I mean, um, I, I think it's going to be – I mean, as far as the feud with the Judgment Day, it's been pretty good. I mean, uh, I mean I'm mean, i excited for the match. I think it's going to be a good match. Priest I really like, you know, individually. Uh, and obviously, Cody is tremendous. I mean, there's no denying that. But he's already had that thing with Lesnar where Lesnar broke his arm, right? It was his arm. Yeah, yeah. So, Seems kind of a repeat of that. That's what I was going to yeah, say. More, no, nothing really on the line here either. I guess it is a grudge match. but It's a, it's more of a grudge match, right? They messed with him. They they lost they lost the tag team titles to them, and, right? So, you know, I, I mean, there's obviously they've been, he's been feuding with them ever since he got to – got to like raw right so i'm good with it it's it's fine i mean these are like the top heel group versus the like, you know against the top baby face but you know i can't say that it's actually been like you know something that i'm like dying to see type of stuff but you know it's it's good it's good but not great I mean, you know i'll leave it at that uh, robert you want to give any thoughts about the cody rhodes feud with damian priest Sure. Well, I didn't watch Raw, that um, highlight that you showed. That was the first time I saw it. Um, but regarding their feud, just, you know, on paper, like, it sounds good. Like, I, I'm a I'm a fan of both. So I'll, I'll watch Crown Jewel, and I'll be excited to watch their match, even though I'm, I haven't been watching Raw and don't, know, don't really know the buildup until, you know, you guys show me the highlights. But, yeah, I mean, on paper, it's a good matchup, and I'm, I'll, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think I'm with Vlad on this one. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's like, okay, it's just another thing that's keeping Cody away from the title, and it is a worthy thing. It's Judgment Day, so there are no scrubs. Uh, So, okay, they're going to have that match. It's fine. We'll see who wins. We'll see what happens. Uh, Let me move along. The next uh, person I'm going to bring up from Raw is Rhea Ripley. So she's off on another mission herself. She's going around to different people trying to – recruit them or i don't know build alliances somehow so this was one scene with seth freaking rollins that was in the back which was kind of interesting because it was the men's and women's champion in the same scene together in an angle so i don't know how many times i've seen that in the past maybe it's happened but thought that was kind of cool so she's doing that she's also interfering in drew mcintyre's match with Sami Zayn, which was a great match probably maybe match of the week but her little booty shake up there was enough to cause Sami Zayn to lose that match. So she's also helping out Drew McIntyre. She talked to him the week before about some kind of alliance. So I don't know what the heck's going on. She's kind of leaving Judgment Day in the dark, it seems. They don't know. She's just like, trust me, or whatever. And uh, she's also involved in a five-way, fatal five-way match at Saudi Arabia. So she's got all kinds of stuff going on. But as far as the Judgment Day stuff, lots of possibilities. Any thoughts on that? Let's start with Robert. 
Um, well, first of all, I want to say I wouldn't mind any alliance with mommy. That's that's for sure. Yeah, she should get um, everybody aligned with her. Yeah, basically. like who, who's gonna say no? <laughs> um, hold on. I'm so, sorry. What, what was your question again? I was I was uh, uh, just thoughts on on the whole thing with Rhea. <laughs> uh, you know whatever she's up to I, we don't really know what it is yet it's just her going okay. around talking to people building uh, little alliances or we don't know who's going to want to join her or if anyone's going to bite bite the bait usually no one's really been biting a lot of people have been offered to join judgment day jay uso said no okay. uh but i don't yeah. see seth rollins well, or really drew Mac i mean drew mcintyre i could see him getting some leather on maybe and Joining that group, you okay. know, he's got nothing going on. Sense. I guess I don't know. Any any thoughts? If you had, if you don't well, got any thoughts, we can move on. But not not really, because I'm just barely hearing about it right now. Um, and you know, I haven't watched Raw, but yeah, I think um, as far as alliances go, Drew McIntyre, he's heel right now, right? I think that would make sense. If he's heel, but although that. he really didn't do anything to become a heel, he's just kind okay. of, you know upset that he he's been cheated out of championships many many times he's telling the okay. truth about it people said called him a sore loser seth rollins said he should let it go somehow he became a heel i don't know i don't really oh. get that but, but uh uh he is a heel but yes All right. I, um okay i i could see drew um you know an alliance forming with drew but i i don't know about who else who else did she talk to seth rollins seth. Sad, sad, the world heavyweight sad, that would be a, yeah. that would be a no yeah well she that. said she said you could join our group so that that way we won't cash in on you and maybe we'll cash in on someone else so that was uh, one thing she dangled I out I, there I, I still don't think seth would say yes <laughs> sure i don't see that happening well vlad you saw this scene you liking any of this stuff or is it kind of getting too convoluted Slightly convoluted, but I'm obviously a big fan of Rhea Ripley, so I don't mind it. I guess there's a some sort of strategic thing that she's like trying to come up with here. So it's supposed to be like the like she is the leader. Like they've hinted, well, they even hinted. They pretty much have said, like the announcers have said that despite what they say, Rhea Ripley is the leader of Judgment Day, right? So she she's the strategic mastermind behind all their crazy ideas, and this is supposed to be another one of like mind games that she's playing with all the people that could potentially uh, be like the world champion, you know, like, you know, so I think it's more that I don't know if they even want Drew in the group, though, I guess Drew would be a, a kind of fit in with the group, to be honest, more than anybody else that I would see. Yeah. Uh, I so, mean, if Finn Balor can be in the group, then Drew yeah, McIntyre can be in the group. Then Drew McIntyre would be a fine fit. Um, for that group i think you know so i i don't know where it's all going but i don't mind it i think you know Rhea's obviously kept quite busy on this show but you have to because it's a three-hour show and it's a it's a real it's a real like it's really hard to get through the show so the more Rhea, the better i say you know her segments at least keep me uh, alert and awake and i'm watching and trying to figure out what the heck is going on so yeah i'm for it for that reason and then uh, she's obviously going to win that five-way match, I guess it's going to be with the uh, – you remember who was in it? Some of the people in it? I, Nia Jax, I know, is the, the main Nia one. Nia Jax, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, uh, uh, was it Zoe Starks, and who's uh, – Shayna uh, – what's her name, Shayna? Shayna Baszler. Baszler? Baszler. Yeah. Shayna Baszler. Good job, Flat. Damn. 
paying attention. Of course. I know all these. Well, I know all these people. There's well, this is like definitely badass women, right? They're supposed because they're kind of all kind of big, uh, so strong and whatnot. I just hope Nia Jax doesn't cripple four people. That's oh, my yeah. only, oh, please! I just, I just hope she doesn't hurt anybody in this match because that's my only concern. I think it'll be fine. I mean, it's it's a five, you know, woman, woman match. That's going to be just like anything type, anything goes type of stuff. So I hope nothing bad happens <laughs> to the rest of these four women that have to work with her well it is a, it, it would be impressive if she beats those four women and i think she will definitely it's just to, this is just to make her look impressive so that's basically all that is but uh kind of a cool run for her too similar to mjf she's got a lot of stuff going on on a bunch of different angles uh, and still mm -hmm. defending her title along the way so all right Correct. so those were I think I did seven stories. Did I do seven stories so far? Let me do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So that was basically the main ones. So I'm glad I got to this point. So after this, I have stories that were like borderline whether they were going to make the show even <laughs> or not. So secondary uh, stories. Yeah, I guess right. so. So we're at uh, 65 minutes. We're trying to get to 90 minutes, stay under 90 minutes. So let's move along to another story. So I'm going to pick one. Whatever at random, I guess. Uh, the one I'll jump to was from. You, you don't have the you don't, you don't have the wheel today. You don't have. I don't have the wheel. Nah, <laughs> I don't have the wheel. Well, I'm also doing it just based on importance. Like some of these are really sure. bad. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> sure. uh, but I would like to talk about uh, the EO Sky Charlotte match. I guess is from SmackDown from October 20th, so last Friday, one week ago today, as we're speaking. Lots of interference, damage control. Well, I'm a fan of. I like damage control. I like Bailey. So she uh, interferes here when uh, when Charlotte looked like she was going to get the victory and another title victory, but uh, she gets flung into the commentator's booth there, which I thought was <laughs> kind of cool. But uh, this uh, is going to lead to a spear, I think, that Charlotte's going to try to spear her, but EO had the title in her hand, so... That led to a three-count pinfall oh, for that's right, that's for right. EO. So EO defends the title, and then so this this is where this is the part where I like damage control because well Bailey's pretty hilarious here because she's selling that beating she got uh, <laughs> crawling over the table. That was a really hilarious moment right there. <laughs> I'm a big Bailey fan over here, but they do proceed to give Charlotte a post-match beatdown, which to me is questionable whether you should do this like what's the point you're just gonna make her pissed off but maybe they're trying to take her out because she's just gonna keep coming back because they definitely cheated to get through this and then bianca belair's music hit so she's a big return so she's gonna re-enter the angles she took some time off i don't know i think it was a kayfabe injury like it wasn't real right she just probably wanted to maybe, maybe she yeah, wanted maybe. a vacation i don't know that's how i remember it but if i'm wrong Whatever, I might be wrong. So she's back, and they clean house, and they get damage control out of the ring, and he, uh, oh, sorry, I rewinded it by mistake, but it's going to lead to uh, her and Charlotte kind of stand tall to end SmackDown. So there you go. That's that. So uh, I like that. If anyone wants to give thoughts, you don't have to. If uh, I mean, it was it was a I cool matchup, Eosky versus Charlotte. Robert, you want to say something yeah. about it? I thought it was cool. I, I enjoyed that the match and you know what happened afterwards. Um, I 
I'm probably not as big of a damage control fan as you, but I, I do like EO Sky personally. I think she's really cool. Um, but and then it's it's good to see Bianca Belair back. So yeah, cool. Um, I I thought um I thought at some point uh what's her Jade Cargill might make an appearance just because we uh we saw her recently um you know meet um. What's her name? Charlotte Flair. Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought maybe she might make an appearance too, but I, I didn't see her anywhere on SmackDown, at least that, that I can remember. No, she wasn't on the show. Well, she was on uh, NXT this week. She was watching, uh, she watched uh, the main event between Lyra Valkyria and Becky Lynch, which okay. Becky Lynch ended up losing the title. So I don't know oh, if, you, if you guys heard about no, that. I did not, so I helped, did not know that either. No. She helped make another a fellow Irish lass famous. So Ah, uh, interesting, interesting. But uh didn't uh, make the cut here on my show. But yeah, it was it was interesting. So yeah, but uh Jade was there, she had like a little chair, like a big throne type of chair, and she had like two security guards standing to her left and right. She was just watching it. <laughs> so that was her role on the show this week. Nothing physical yet. But, uh, all right, let's move along. we got uh, 20 minutes to go. Let's see how many stories we could squeeze in. Maybe we'll do everything. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> the next one I got is uh, Miro's hot and flexible wife. She's uh, finally made an appearance. She's going to be here on this episode of Collision, which was from last Saturday, October 21st. So she's there to watch Action Andretti against Miro. So uh, Action and, and Miro has vowed to destroy anybody who's going to join this cj perry staple or whatever so this was a good match i thought i don't know if you guys any of you saw this one you know action andretti gave him a good go it was definitely not a squash lots of andretti got a lot of offense in you know lots of lots of moves did a, a dive over there got to show the dive but cj perry was impressed but in the end it was a submission so Miro wins. I I, I uh, did have to mention Miro on this show because man, we've t we all we've talked about his God promos for like so many months, and he's never they've never actually gotten him to the show. So finally, here he is having a match, and he wins. So that's that, and I think he just walks off after that. Doesn't really have any interaction with his wife or anything, and that's the segment. Um, I guess I thought it was okay. Nothing crazy. They just had a decent match, pretty good match. Uh, if you, anyone has any thoughts, I don't know if anyone wants to go. I didn't. I didn't watch it, but you know that that part, um, the highlight that you showed of uh, CJ Perry walking down, that was pretty cool. <laughs> you like that outfit? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a strange outfit, to be honest. But... Uh, overall, anything, I think anything else, Flat? Oh, oh uh, other than no, that. You know, there's not much to say. I think it was kind of what it was. You know, it's just a, it's a, like you said, it's a pretty much a secondary angle. It's not really, really captivating that he's, I mean, it's, I, you know, it's what's his name? What's the guy's name? Andretti? What's, Action Andretti. Uh, yeah. like a, Action Andretti, yeah. So it's like whatever. It's like, it truly is whatever. Uh, not something here's, really. Here's the dress. Be interested that... about. Yeah. Robert, I could see why I could see why uh, Robert only cares about this part. So, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. 
This is the I highlight. Think, this is the highlight right here. The highlight of the whole thing is probably this. He's, he's probably right. That's a cool jacket, I guess. It's a little big. But uh, what do I know? I don't know anything about fashion. But okay. Right. So it's going somewhere still. It's very early stages of the storyline. But I thought I'd mention what happened this week on that front. Oh, man. Okay. The next storyline <laughs> uh, that I was going to talk about, but... I don't really have much any clips from it is the Eddie Kingston match with Jeff Jarrett and I'm not going to show any clips. It was just a complete garbage match, right? Just like everyone was involved, everyone on Jarrett's crew and and, uh, Kingston ended up losing. So he owes uh, Jay Lethal a title shot now. But the story that came out of it was that he cut this incredible promo afterwards. Did you see this, Vlad? But too too bad it came from like, a really horrible match, right? And I'm the biggest Jeff yeah. Jarrett fan, as you guys know, but, you know, I don't really need to go through him becoming a straight-up indie mud show wrestler late in his career. <laughs> it's so sad to me that he was like... What the hell, man? What is his problem? Like, why is he doing these matches? Like, he's embarrassing himself out there. Like, yeah. what is the point? I know, and I, I don't even want to, like, you know, play clips from it because it, it was just everything you could think of, garbage cans, mustard even... You know, and and he's he had another match like that with Mark Briscoe uh, a few months ago on Dynamite that I did like a complete in-depth review on. Which, if you guys want to go back, anybody in the audience no, wants to go back. No, what was the match and... that he did? No, what was the match he did with that was the, the what was it called the horror show match? Yeah, that one, match that one too with Jeff Hardy. So he's, he's yeah, had some I mean, these are really... these are insane. These are just, this is just embarrassing, and and he, and this is, oh my God, this guy. I mean, his 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 father and his grandmother are definitely rolling over in their grave. I mean, yeah, what God. happened to him? Like Jesus, he <laughs> what just, the hell is he, com- he went complete mud show. He went full mud show. He went full independent mud show insanity. Like it's uh, this is awful. I mean, this is awful for him. This is uh, maybe it was always really his dream to like, do mud show wrestling. And now oh that AEW is here and they gave him a contract, he's like, <laughs> he can do it. But uh, what about the Kingston promo? You want to say anything positive about this whole thing? Cause um, the, the I can't e- really specific. I remember it being very good because you know what I've said before, Eddie Kingston is a tremendous promo that he is fantastic. He's very real. He's very emotional. He has, he really, I mean, I don't always, some of the stuff sometimes that he's, but the problem is he's always involved in really bad stuff. That's really, the, lately, I mean, for the longest time, it's hard to really, this one is hard to kind of really take seriously. But as a promo, like, if you just like, um, in a vacuum, if it's all just in a vacuum, he's great. He's always, that's like the, his strength. He's one of the great promos. He makes you want to root for him. And he's fantastic in that role, but his matches are not great because of the way he works and the shape that he's in. I'm sorry. He has to be said. And um, and, uh, he's, and he's just involved in bad stuff, and, and unfortunately. So that's that's really that. Yeah. Yeah, well, he did tell Jay Lethal not to bring his crew to their fight. So he challenged them to a match where it's straight up between them, but let's see if that actually yeah. happens. Or it might just be another uh, garbage match. But uh, this one was a street fight, so that's why literally everyone was just poured in there and they didn't pay attention to any rules. There were no rules, so everyone was, was just like, in there. It was like 20 on 
like one, one right like, yeah it was like, it was like yeah, yeah six on one or something so six, like six guys versus one so it was like a real true stupid match man uh robert did you even see that one you didn't watch collision nope. did you I have, no. I have no idea what he said so i <laughs> I have no comment on that. Well, he was he was basically yeah. hyping up a match with Jay Lethal coming up because he lost okay. to Jeff Jarrett, and the, the stipulation was that if he lost, that Jay Lethal would get yes, a Ring the, of Honor the, yeah. title, title shot. Um, so there you go. Uh, the next story I'll come up with since we got a few minutes left uh, is Malachi Black returning on Collision. So he had like three mm. spots where the lights went out. The first one was against was to Danielson. They beat up Danielson. This clip is from the second one where they showed up to beat up FTR, and then uh, there's mm. FTR laying right there. And then to end the show, I think they did the same thing to Blackpool Combat Club. So another Malachi Black return. Lots of lights going out and coming back on, taking a long time. Lights go out. The commentators sure. are like, "Oh, something's happening. Give it a minute." Uh, it's coming up real soon. Oh, it's Malachi Black. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. okay. Um, I'm not too excited for Malachi Black, I will say. I think he's just been ruined. Vlad, you want to give any thoughts about Malachi Black? Do you want to say, repeat what I said or if, if you think differently? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I pretty much agree. There's not a lot of excitement there. It's been done before. He's already had a comeback. They've done all the stuff before. I, I don't know. This was the main theme of the Collision episode because it happened three times. So this is supposed that's, to be a big thing. They're going to be yes, this is, doing big correct, things here, correct. right? The, so uh, yeah, I'm not that, feeling they, it. I don't, I'm not feeling no, this. No, the only thing I have to, I'm wondering is because I know before he wanted to go back to the WWE. So I'm wondering, like, but then he ended up staying. So I'm wondering, like, is he just like running out the clock and waiting for his contract to expire and just, just doing whatever he has to do until that time comes? Because I know his wife is still in WWE, right? Um, you know, so we'll see. But I, I mean, obviously, none of the stuff that he's doing is really captivating. He was good when he first came in, right? He had the thing who, with who is Malachi Black's wife? Uh, um, the, 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 the one in the LWO. Um, the, 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 the chick from uh, yeah, the LWO. Really? Zelina yeah. Vega? No uh, way. Yeah, that's right. That's Without yeah. a guess, yeah. but okay. <laughs> as long yeah, as so they anyway. found love. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, Vlad. But yeah, you're right. It, it, he did come in good with Cody, but ever since that Cody yeah. feud, nothing's really happened. Yeah. He's just... They, they, uh, anything else? Did he do it? Can you, is there anything you can else for, you can remember with him? He had a feud with... Um, I can't even um, think. No. I can't even think of any because I know they had, no, did I, a feud with Andrade with their Andrade, with their stable. Yeah, yeah, that, um, yeah, that was recently. I think. What else he, well, he went away for a long time. He disappeared. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, they really haven't done anything with him. Nothing uh, that you could even remember. So. Trios. He was the trios champion. Yeah. They beat they were the, the claim. They, they were the trios. That's right. They were the trios champion, and then they put the claim over finally. And that's okay. That's, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't know either. That lights on, lights off think. thing, is, I think, is not that cool. I think it's kind of lazy. Um, maybe yeah. for the audience that there, it's kind of interesting because it's like, oh, shit, the lights go off, and who is it going to be? Well, it's like, you know? well, yeah, it's like the question of who it's going to be. That's always, the, that's always the fun thing. Who is it? Well, all right, Robert, did you have any thoughts about that? Because I know you didn't see Collision, but I, that's just – Yeah, I didn't uh, see Collision, um, but – I don't know. Like, I, I like Malachi Black, but I just don't like the way he's been booked in the AW. <laughs> So be because of that, I'm I'm not you know 
too excited about this. But I, you know, I can't really blame him for it. <laughs> it's more so that how he's been booked. I don't know. I don't know what they could do with him. I have no clue. But moving on, uh, I got a couple more things I could mention before we leave. Uh, on the bad wrestling front, because I know we've been talking oh, about yeah. the, good, the good angles and stuff, but I guess yeah. the... <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Well, the main <laughs> angles. The main oh, angles. Okay. There's okay. a lot That's worse. Different. You want to talk yeah. about... Oh, yeah. the, if you want, we you could do... About... If you, you want, want we could... about the bad ones. Well, yeah, we could do like you know Jericho Appreciation Society on Rampage if you want, or no, the former. No, forget yeah, that. I, I, I could, for yeah, God I sake. could, I got a lot more angles if you want, Vlad. I got a lot more angles. My heart, I, I, I'm having a panic attack. No, I'm alright. I'm alright. Just don't mention that name. Don't no, mention but that group. One thing we do like doing here is uh, making fun of bad wrestling, bad AEW sometimes. Man. Uh, when Man. we do our full episode yes. reviews, like our full episode Dynamite or Collision reviews, we have like a chance to pick apart certain things. Like on a day like today, we didn't really have time to do that because we had other stories to talk about. But I guess I could point out Ruby Soho versus Karushita from uh, Dynamite. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this was a disaster. There's a nice crossbody right there. You like that one? <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't even the worst thing, I think, but that was here's one a, of them. Here's some, some very laying it in punches, like, oh, my God. So <laughs> here's uh, some more. I like this one. Very <laughs> Just look at them laying it in. Anyways, I don't really – I don't want to pick – Pretty good. I don't want to pick it apart. I could have gone, like, and got found 20 clips like this, but I just want to say that I think it was one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Men or women, <laughs> like it was so like they the crowd was so not into it. They laid it in so oh, no. soft. They when they bounced off the rope, they were like touching the rope and coming off of it. Like God, I I I, I see a lot of AEW women's matches. A lot of them they kind of try. This one was seemed like they weren't even really trying that hard. Uh, and it was the second main event before the main event. The show started out really good with all the MJF stuff. Yeah, it kind of sure. it fell off towards the end. This was one of the things like yeah. towards towards the end of the show. So, um, yeah. that's all. Well, I don't know if you. I know we don't really talk about ratings a lot, but this was one of the lowest rated AWs in twenty twenty uh, as far as like oh. TV ratings. Yeah, so uh, it makes sense. It was interesting. interesting. <laughs> well, it makes some sort of sense, but sometimes it doesn't make sense because, like, I thought I, I don't think they've been really good for a while, but then last week's show was kind of a decent rating show for them so but anyways as far as this yeah i i mean this was a debacle this was a disaster this was this was uh this was something that you need to flush down the toilet and never see ever again it was yeah from the world champion too but okay well that's i think that's another problem is that like when you look at the champions in the women's division wwe uh you know they have like ria becky even eo sky or or charlotte when she was champion or whoever these are like really good wrestlers right they wouldn't mm -hmm. have this type of match on tv even if it was just a tv throwaway match they wouldn't have such a disaster happen to them you know so i think that just really shows the difference between you know the women's division wwe which i think even jim Cornette said the women's division the women are better in wwe than the men you know so it's not really surprising that there's such a strong 
uh, women's you know that the women's division is so strong because they really are really good, especially yeah. the top the top women. You know, Becky, uh, Bianca, uh, Rhea. I mean, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of them, right? Um, so yeah, this was a disaster zone for AW. I mean, they the women's division has always been a mess, but then they have a TV match like this, and they just. Whew, <laughs> it's just something. It just sounds like something people will make fun of continuously for them, and it's kind of. I feel bad for the women, you know, because I'm sure they don't want to have a bad, terrible match that people will make fun of. But at the same time, like if you, like if you, this is what you could. Do, this is what you're doing on TV. Don't you, you probably need more training? Honestly, you need to work on your craft a lot more. You know, that's just my opinion. You know, I, I mean, if you want, if you want to avoid the laughter and you want people to stop making fun of you. So maybe like work a little harder on your matches and, and stuff like that and, and work with your opponent to make sure that you, you could have a very a solid, at least serviceable match. You don't have to be, you know, I don't know who, but you don't have to be Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania, but you could still have put on an acceptable match and not have like a disaster uh, of epic proportions, uh, you know, on TV. So that's, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean these guys are these girls are hit or miss though. I've seen some decent Ruby Soho matches. I've seen some decent Sheeta matches, but this one was. What, you know what? The other one. thing is, you know, it's it's not surprising that for Ruby, you know, everybody was like kind of excited when she first came in, and they were like, "Oh, well, how could WWE uh, not keep her?" And now it's really obvious why they. <laughs> I mean, honestly, she's not very good. I've never. I don't know this match you've seen where Ruby's been good, but I've never seen it. You know, like I, I walked away thinking, wow, yeah, what the heck was WWE thinking? Like, wow, Ruby Soho is really good. Never happened. Not one time. You know, and she's always involved in really dumb stuff to, to, to make it even worse. So, I mean, she's okay, but like there's a, they have like, they literally have a thousand Ruby Sohos on NXT ready to go. So, you know, they're not really missing much there. All right. Well, last thing I guess I could mention is, uh, the budding feud between Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce from Raw and SmackDown. So this came from SmackDown. So we talked about how Jay Uso showed up and he's not contracted to SmackDown. So Nick Aldis threw him out of the building, but he also threw out Adam Pierce for no good reason. But I guess it's like, <laughs> hey, control your control your guy. I guess but it was a little strange throwing his weight around. The commentator, I forgot who it was. Was it Corey Graves on SmackDown? But when they cut away from this... Corey Graves and the British guy, yeah. Yeah, so when they cut away, Corey Graves was like, I like that. Nick Aldis throwing his weight around. I'm like, throwing his weight around for what? (laughs) What did Adam Pearce do? But anyways, uh, they smoothed it over on Raw. I don't have a clip of it, but Aldis showed up and was like, you know, they kind of just swept it under the rug and said, all right, we'll let bygones be, be bygones. But it does look like they're setting up some kind of feud especially maybe for survivor series or something so yeah they do this every time every every year they set something up like this yeah i guess what do you think of it though i mean we've seen many general managers come and go have feuds with each other uh guys got any thoughts on nick aldis and adam pierce so far i mean i think it looks all right uh you want to go first robert in this or let robert go first if you want well okay Adam Pierce has been around as a general manager for quite a long time. He's had a presence as that, you know, general manager figure, whereas Nick Aldis just started. So I don't know. I don't know if this this feud is happening a little too soon for me. I, I personally don't really care that much. Uh, just just being honest. 
I mean, yeah, they seem like I mean, respectable I, I, professionals, I guess. I yeah. think is it's not like the days of Paul Heyman versus Eric Bischoff or whatever, right. yeah. or Stephanie and Bischoff or whatever. Those sure. were but, even Teddy Long was kind of cool. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Listen up, player. Yeah. So the the days of Teddy Long. I'm Long's gonna put were... you in a match with the Undertaker. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when it comes to. No. Right, that's what he was doing. Authority right. figures, like they're not really exciting, charismatic authority figures, you know. But no, I mean, they even no, had that. Not. What about what about John Laurinaitis? Oh God, he was the worst one. He was Johnny. the worst one. I even I like the anonymous general manager better than oh, no. John Laurinaitis. Uh, yeah, John Laurinaitis. I can't even I can't do the. Talk. I can't do an impression. But every everybody does a great Laurinaitis impression, like. The, like the wrestlers, but I can't do. I can't have. I can't do my voice like that. But yeah, that was bad. Uh, this is a businessman feud. Pierce and and all this. It's like you know suits where they wear suits. They're very proper, respectable. You know, yeah. yeah they're they're not really characters. They're just respectable. You know, and, proper yeah, people. They're gonna, and they're just gonna be like you know wanting the best for their for their brand, right? The, the ones that they manage. You know, yeah, so. gonna be like. It's just going to be like plate competition. I mean, Adam Pierce, maybe lack of charisma, right? We got a lack of charisma problem with there. He's just a very normalish guy. All this, I think, could have charisma if they gave him the opportunity. If they gave him something to, to work with. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'll see what happens. I'll wait and see what happens. I think uh, it has potential, but it could be nothing. Um, well, we're about to hit our ninety-minute mark. I guess we're we're pretty much out of time. The last thing I could have mentioned was this this Rouge promo that I really liked from Collision. But I was a little upset that he wasn't actually there at the arena in public. He hasn't, but... been, he hasn't been there in, in months. What are you talking well, about? Well, you know, there's wow. teasing it that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I thought this might be the week that we might get Rouge. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, really like his, I really like his promos, man. I mean, look, he, oh, yeah? he, has, he has, like, incredible – facials like incredible like just emotion mm. and uses yeah, i'm, look, I'm like, looking at it he uses like every muscle in his face when he talks you know yeah he gets emotional <laughs> i will give you that <laughs> there's something impressive about him to me but i, I don't know like vlad said he this is dead on arrival this storyline just because it's so <laughs> stupid but yeah i'm so excited I, to it, see him <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Well, yes. I mean, I did say that, and I stand by that. It's dead on arrival. It, it's like, dude, they had people being murdered and kidnapped, and by the like, I don't even know who the cartel or what was going on. But people I were. I think murdered. they were kidnapped. They were just hanging out in yeah, Mexico they're... drinking. Yeah, Pres right. Preston Vance and Dralistico, and they got kidnapped. Right. They got thrown into a white van and. And then tied up. They, they were being tortured. They, they were being, being tortured. tortured. And then they ended up fighting their way out and murdering those people. They murdered two guys. Wow. And, and now they're talking. To, and then the guy, yeah. and then the assistant guy came in all clapping. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> you <killed> <laughs> <people>. <laughs> so that, yeah. That was the funny. Yeah, he was proud of them. He said he was so proud of them. Some real badass guys, man. Shit. Yeah, really badass guys. So but I mean, again, I unrealistic was, to you, huh? Unrealistic. Because they should go to jail well, for this, but it's Mexico. Well, uh, it happened in Mexico. Yeah, but that's true. I, no, I mean, it's we know. Film, so? <laughs> so, well, it's not illegal you know if it happens in Mexico. 
Okay. You know what? Chaos kind of convinced me now. It, it did happen in Mexico. So in that case, <laughs> in that case, it's all oh good. Oh my gosh! All right. So, so now they could come in, and but they will, but but if they come in, do they have to come in and like take somebody hostage, or do they just have to come in regular? See, that's the only thing. What do you do with them when they come in? Do they have to like kidnap somebody right away off the bat, like like maybe like somebody important? Well, as Jim Cornette would say, I just think they should just give them some good wins on TV, make them look good, you know? Give them a push. Uh, <laughs> you mean, you, oh, put, give them some good TV wins after they've already murdered people. <laughs> well, yeah. They've got street okay. cred now, so. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. They've done, they've been, then we're all good. But like, this is dead on arrival. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back with, I was joking to Keon at a point. This is obviously never going to work, and it's not going anywhere, and it's just silly, dumb stuff that is not going to lead to anything. But yes, maybe maybe you're right. The Rouge is a talent, but let me. La like Faction and Gabernable is not is not the angle for you, I guess. But okay, <laughs> all right, no. Vlad, I get it. So this is this is it. Uh, we just hit our 90 minute mark. We went over the 90 minutes, so this is bonus time. Sweet. Um, those were all the angles. I actually went through everything that I listed, so I didn't think we'd finish it, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't have anything else. Did you guys see anything from this week that I missed, so, or you think that you would I just, mention? Um, I just think it's uh, – I'm a little surprised that we went this long and never mentioned Tony Storm's name even once. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there wasn't really anything there. There was a silent movie, right? I think she yeah. showed up on stage. She showed up on stage to pose, too, also, didn't mm-hmm. she? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, um, I didn't see that. So I, I, if, it, if it happened as far as it's the uh, picture in picture, I forward to it. I don't, even for Tony Storm, who I love. Yeah, uh, I w- you're I right, w- though, I won't watch the picture picture. That's true. Good point. That is the first week for in a while that we didn't have the Tony Storm segment on my show. But it's it seems to have cooled <laughs> off for me and Vlad. Yeah, so... No, so I, I, I brought it up for a reason. Because, um, like, oh. now I'm... Now I'm starting to lose a little interest in Tony Storm, just because I, I feel like uh, I, I'm not sure what AEW is thinking. Because when she was um, rising up in popularity, it was back when you know she was doing those interviews with um, Renee Paquette, and she she had like this self-deprecating uh, personality, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I thought I thought it was really hilarious, um, and that's what made her, you know, like. Her, her popularity skyrocketed because of that. But then now they completely changed her into a wannabe movie star from like back yeah. in the day or something like that. It's, I it's guess not, I see not, the progression, but yeah, it's it's not working out for me now. It's like, okay, they, they should I, yeah, I still like to, it. They should, they should, they should go back to what was working for her. <laughs> I still so, don't mind uh, Robert, it. Robert, hit the nail on the head. Robert just got it completely right. Yeah. 100%. I, I guess so. It would have been cooler if she kind of stayed in that state, but I don't mind the movie star gimmick or whatever. I think when she does matches in the gimmick, she's had like a couple. They've been good, but I just, I don't think I, I dig the silent movie thing. Like the silent movie thing is like the the Adam Cole, Roderick Strong segments, you know, like the pre-recorded stuff. Like that's kind of like yeah. that to me. Like I don't, I don't need that. That's, that, that can be like... But the in-ring stuff is fine for me. But yeah, okay, so we didn't mention Tony Storm. Good point, Robert. Remember that one? Anything else that anybody has before we leave? Last chance? Because uh, that's all I got. I was just, I uh, I think I got most Last things call, that huh? were, were, were worth talking about. Well, oh, 
but never mind. Uh, this is not really worth talking about. Well, Which I'll one? just say it anyway, since, since, I, since I, I was about to say it. Daniel um, Garcia? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, not that. Um, Chris Chris Jericho in an interview mentioned, oh, yeah, was talking about how he was getting beat up by... Um, uh, yeah, that it was a merciless beating. Powerhouse yeah, Hobbs. Yeah, by, by Powerhouse Hobbs and that um, he knows somebody bigger. I, I feel oh, like yeah. it's 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 obvious. I feel like it's obviously Paul White. It, it has to oh. be him. Hmm. He said he said I I I need to call someone bigger, right? <laughs> so I, Jericho. I, right. Exactly. Yeah, they were attacking. So they were attacking for. Uh, so I w- I would be really surprised if it wasn't Paul White. That's 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 what I'm gonna say. Um, all right. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah, that also didn't make the cut on my show because I just didn't care about it but uh okay cool good point all right then guys good show let's call it a show good night guys have a good night get some rest until next week yep. uh collision tomorrow kenny omega mjf my house yeah okay. let's do it if you want all to right. i mean Sounds... shit. all right well let's talk right. about it okay I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow uh robert have a good one man all right you too right. thank you guys for coming on good yeah good night All right, good night, guys.